millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement. But as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. afternoon welcome back everyone thank you very much for joining us and please join me in welcoming our special guest this afternoon our our correspondent in the washington dc area mr ivan rakelin <laughs> yes how yes. are you ivan <laughs> good to be back it's been a while yes it has yes it certainly has all right i'm just getting everything kind of evened out here because for some reason I got a hot mic, you got a hot mic, and we're just going to go ahead and get that taken care of. Okay, awesome. 
So, Ivan, you're here today to discuss an issue that uh, is somewhat near and dear to your heart. A fellow member of the armed services has been unduly attacked by her own government. What can you tell us about the situation with Catherine? Yeah, so everybody's been watching how the weaponization has been occurring from the DOJ and the DHS, right? Those are the big ones, particularly FBI. And then you've seen me travel throughout with the TSA, the Quiet Skies program, and then by extension, DHS's involvement in the censorship regime, both digitally and uh, physically with their attempt to create the D, uh, was it the Disinformation Governance Board, DGB? Yep. Well, there, there's, it doesn't end there. So we got to remind people that August 23rd of 2021, the, uh, the number one emergency use authorized like clot shot product promoter was Austin, right? Acting foe secretary Austin. And so part of that regime, they basically punished anybody that refused to uh, comply with the illegal mandate mandates collapsing in courts. The mandate was also rescinded within Congress with this new national defense authorization act, which was part of that whole omnibus package uh, late last year. Bottom line is, even after the rescind, uh, re- being rescinded, the mandate for the EUA products, there are people that are being punished for failure to comply with an illegal order back in the day. One of those individuals that was the most weaponized against was Lance Corporal Catherine Arnett. 113 days in pretrial confinement, and then they're saying that it's due to unrelated charges. It's If you look at the timeline, I've read it and studied this particular case very closely. Uh, an individual by the name of Terminal CWO, he's on Telegram. He's got trmlx.com. If you want to go to that website, trmlx.com, uh, has three stories out there. And just for those that don't know who he is, he is the Ah, he basically is the DOD equivalent to the deep state marauder or the corruption detector because he focuses in all of his investigations into Department of Defense corruption. And so obviously he's going to write a story about this. And when you're in that position, you have a lot of whistleblowers behind the scenes reaching out to you. So he has the ability to confirm, deny literally anything because of his inbound uh, uh, communications flow. And being that he's a I think he's already retired as of a few days ago, but uh, retired chief warrant officer. So, you know, very well seasoned and senior individual within the army. And he's calling out this nonsense. 113 days solitary, or excuse me, some of it was solitary confinement because of her failure to comply with the illegal mandate. And so I suspect if I'm a betting man that the next, or I shouldn't say next one, but future weaponization committee hearings is going are going to focus on the Department of Defense. And you're going to see probably folks like a, a Lance Corporal Catherine Arnett testifying and others that were weaponized against another. And so basically what I'm doing right now is because of this situation is so grave, we finally got her out last Monday, uh, but we're Good trying to, to raise her legal offense funds. And I think we're well past it. We're about halfway through. So if anybody wants to contribute, you know, a couple of bucks here and there to be able to get her in her position to go ahead and do the necessary body check against the Marine Corps and then all the way up to this acting fake secretary, Austin, uh, I'd really appreciate it. And that's kind of what I've been doing and hitting the rounds the last week trying no, to help I, her out. 
Ivan, if I can ask you a couple of questions, I know you've actually been present for these weaponization hearings. Anything you can tell us about the mood in Congress or more specifically, the resolve of these leaders to actually get something done? You know, hearings are great. Testimony is awesome, but only if it leads to something demonstrable. We need change in Washington, D.C. I get it. So like you and I and all your viewers already knew this stuff two to seven years ago, right? on some of these subjects that are now being exposed through weaponization. But you got to step back and look at this strategically as a nation. I get it. I get it. (laughs) How many people were censored and manipulated? And then they said, hey, you can't listen to Zach because he's uh, a conspiracy theorist. Mm -hmm. Well, when when you say that and you use faux news as well as the left-wing uniparty uh, censorship industrial complex, whether it be big tech or big media, you're able to essentially buy time. So they've bought a lot of time. Certainly. Now that you have a house that is able to do it through official means on C-SPAN, uncensored, yes. now faux news has to report on it. Now we're transitioning the uh, – now we're getting the entire Republican base to understand what we've known for seven years on Correct. you know the early issues of the Crossfire Hurricane piece and then subsequently the censorship industrial complex as it applies to the last two to three years – within the big tech ecosystem. So now that we're the last few weeks, this weaponization committee is educating the nation. The next logical step is to create the necessary anger to then create political change, not only within changing who the leaders are within a, you know, in the house or the, or the Senate, et cetera. This is more foundational. You got to remember that our entire judicial system consists of what judges, lawyers, and the jury pool. So when now um, a, more and more of the jury pool and judges are viewing content that are now exactly what we've been saying seven years ago, we are now in a position to now start filing lawsuits to create consequences for these bad actors. Good. And that's where you're going to start seeing some uh, lawsuits flying across DOD, DHS, and DOJ primarily against the the leaders as well as the individuals that implemented those illegal weaponized tactics and policies. Excellent. So that, that's exactly the uh, the line that I would expect. You know, um, I, we need to educate the rest of the American people. You know, I've, I've, I've said a number of times in recent weeks, people being kind of, you know, angry about the Durham report or angry about lack of action as they perceive it. But uh, the education campaign is probably the most important, because if we're going to have that foundational change that we need in Washington, D.C., then we have to have the will of the right. American people to do something about that. And politicians and, and that's come the- and go. You know, you've got a couple of years in the House. You got a little bit more in the Senate. It. But once those people are gone, the system is still existing there, rotting around them. And that rotten system is largely made up of unelected bureaucrats, people who get a lifetime right. appointment. In and any this is where I make my agencies. second point. Yeah. So the first point is a court of public opinion to kind of shape the narrative amongst all institutions. The second one is how about we provide a zero budget for all these lawless actors, maybe even institutionally, meaning defund the entire new headquarters that they're trying to build for the FBI at a minimum. And then probably more, I would argue that the DC, the Washington field office and headquarters of the FBI needs to be completely disbanded and gutted. And all those individuals need to go and actually work in a state where the state governor has the ability to expel them at a whim when those individual 
of federal officers are working outside of their authorities. And this and not only DOJ, FBI, like ATF, FBI, uh, Secret Service, the uh, TSA, DHS, all of these lawless, or I should say, all the federal government. Trim the fat. <laughs> yeah. Cut it off from D.C. Yep. And I would say even Maryland needs to repatriate their side of Washington, D.C., the district, so that there is no actual federal district. Um, and that's something that we need to look at. Because at this point in time, it has just gotten so lawless. How about we neutralize it, neuter it, castrate it, whatever you want to call it, and then bring back power to retake that power that the states had originally and give it back? Absolutely. All right. So I'm actually going to play a clip for the audience now, and this kind of ties into what we're talking about. I was going to talk about it a little bit later in the in the hour, but I figured might as well do it while you're here. Um, You know, we cannot understate the importance of feeding this information out to the general public at large. Those people that Ivan mentioned that were told that I was a conspiracy theorist, that were told that Ivan Raikland was a dangerous right-wing extremist. You know, all of us basically have had these labels thrown at us, and that's because it's just easier for them to discredit us and use invective. And Oh, you remind me of something while I'm listening. Keep talking. Okay, yeah. So so they they do this stuff, all right, and it uh, it only works for so long. Now, as a result of the information coming out, even people like Chuck Todd on MSDNC are forced to look at the corruption that is present in Washington, D.C. Never apologize for being right. I love it. I absolutely love it. Here, let me show you. <laughs> let me make it bigger for the audience. There you go. Never apologize for being right. All right. I was in Florida at Key, in the was it Key West. Yep. I was invited to speak down there in uh, CanCon. Brian Lupo was down there as well covering that. And it was essentially a screening of my documentary, and I got this as nice. a gift. But bottom line, I I, I 100% agree with you. Well, well, hold the on. Be, be, before you make create, any, before you make any thoughts, before you have any thoughts, I, I want to play the clip of Chuck Todd talking about just how bad it is in Washington. When it's Chuck Todd suggesting that things need to change, you know you're on the cusp. Here we go. Look, trust in the FBI is eroding left and right. Um, feels like we're in the moment that we need a real church committee, that this is a moment like J- when the J. Edgar Hoover FBI clearly was no longer helping the American people. There was a moment. This feels like we might be in one of those moments. <laughs> we might be in one of those moments. What do you think, Ivan? Are might. we in one of those moments? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm a, like I you just basically verified. I'm surprised that the radical left is basically <laughs> confirming this. And yeah. they're realizing that people gravitate to the truth. Yep. So if you got it right for a year, two years, three years, four years, seven years, <laughs> and then you're like, if you got it wrong for one, two, five, seven years, people yep. are kind of like, you know what? Maybe this guy, Zach, ain't a conspiracy theorist. He's been okay. kind of right 100% of the time. Yep. His conspiracy theories turn into fact. He's like 84 and 0. It's true. It's <laughs> and true. they're 0 and 84. Yeah. And so they're just backpedaling. I don't even want to acknowledge them. So that's why I don't even reference these guys. Uh, Let's face it, right? You Badlands, you probably have just as much viewers and listeners as the person that you just played. Absolutely. And so why would you reference somebody that's gotten it wrong? Like we're still in this mindset of like, oh, they're this authority figure, whether it be the New York Slimes or the Washington Compost. Guess what? They're irrelevant. It's like literally, hey, I'm going to source a two-year-old child, right? 
mm-hmm. for my information. Why would you do that? You're just yeah. wasting your time. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So, uh, Ivan, I passed out the link to that website with the article on uh, Catherine. Now, you mentioned these unrelated charges. Last thing I want to get from me before we take off. Um, it looks like they're charging her with forgery and and uh, and being. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell you a little bit about yeah, that. Tell me about that. So, on the forgery charge, basically, what she so it was essentially they were trying to weaponize and force 100 percent compliance within the Marine Corps. Yeah. Well, she was one of the few that said, you know what, uh, full stop, you know, religious accommodation that's goes against my, you know, First Amendment through the Religious Freedom and Restoration Act. So she kept pushing back. They didn't like that because she was winning. Right. So then they continue to escalate. So what do they do? They amidst the time when the mandate was being enjoined in court for them to stop the mandate. Uh, they basically right before that pulled her access from being able to do her job. Now she was essentially, you know, I'll call it like a clerk support role where she was essentially providing support for it's called a defense travel system. So you got to put in different things. You have to have access with your common access card, et cetera. Okay. So they pulled her access from that. And then when the injunction occurred, she's like, well, if the injunction occurred, why don't I reapply to be able to do my job mm-hmm. now that I'm quote, you know, compliant, according to this illegal enforcement of the EUA product by the Marine Corps. So what she did was, since she didn't have access, she pulled an old form, re-signed it, resubmitted it, uh, and they're saying that they didn't. she didn't get another digital signature from her commander, and so she was granted access based on this fraudulent document. Mm. Well, lo and behold, a few days, I think, or a couple of weeks later, she gets an email from the same leadership saying, thank you for doing the, uh, the defense travel authorization that we asked you to do. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you basically say like, thank you for doing that, you absolutely know as a commander that that person that did it for you has access. It, it and implies you approval. Yeah. Right. It yeah. totally implies that you approved it and you had no issue whatsoever with it. And so they, now, then they had a reverse course, and now we're starting to see that they're backpedaling. But in the interim, that there's some sort of vendetta being going on with the previous leadership, uh, and you know how it is. They were they sure. were consuming the same program that you just referenced, yep. and these people were manipulated into thinking that the the clot shot was the you know the best thing ever in the history of humanity. You know, using Chris Krebs's terminology, kind of style, right? <laughs> And now they're tar- they're they're backpedaling and they're, they're wrong. Yes, and they are. <laughs> I consider Catherine an absolute hero for withstanding. I mean, face it, 113 days for doing nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, you and I know that most of these J6 defendants, they did something wrong, right? Mm-hmm. A fifty dollar fine for trespassing, most of them, right? But they did, you know, they did a transgression, right, which should result in like a fifty dollar fine. She didn't do anything wrong. And was and was jailed for 113 days. That's why I think that her situation is absolutely the most egregious weaponization of our federal government, of course, outside the murder of Ashley Babbitt and Roseanne Boylan. Certainly, certainly. All right. Well, I agree with you. Uh, my hat's off to uh, Catherine Arnett. Uh, very excited that she is one of those brave people who are standing up in the face of great adversity and trying to do what's right. So thank you for bringing it to us, Ivan. I've passed out the link to the website. Can they get to her GoFundMe through that or give, send, go? Whatever it's not it a be? GoFundMe. It's yes, uh, yeah. actually Pipe Hitter Foundation is taking charge with uh, supporting the legal front, okay. pipehitterfoundation.org. 
Okay. If you want to drop that link, it's P-I-P-E hitterfoundation.org. For those that don't know, is people ask named, me, what does that mean? Is that named Pipe after Hunter Foundation. Biden? <laughs> no, 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 no. Just so that people understand, within the special operations community, because okay. the guy that runs that foundation is a is a former SEAL, Eddie Gallagher. So within the yeah. special ops community, you basically say, you call us somebody that is a total, you know, bad man majama without using bad language yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, a dude that's totally physically fit that can crush any opponent. Uh, just a stud, right? And that's called a pipe hitter because think about it. You take a pipe and you just hit somebody over the head and just basically, you know, you stroke them out the proper way, not through not through a, an emergency use authorized product. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Awesome. Eddie's awesome. If you know him, so I'd like to have hitter. him on the show. If you can help facilitate that, that would be awesome. All right. Yeah, so I'll set that up. Absolutely. And then next Appreciate time it. you have me, we have two weeks left before Congress needs to pull in Yogananda Pittman okay. before she is eligible for her retirement. Yogananda Pittman was the acting police chief, U.S. Capitol. Okay. And I don't know if you've been following my work, but we got her dead to rights. She was the one that facilitated that coup in her role as Intel and Interagency uh, Coordination Division Chief. Okay. And so she was the one that probably facilitated all the the uh, undercovers, the uh, confidential human informants. The pipe she bombs. Was at the, yeah, at <laughs> pipe bombs, exactly, at the yeah. behest of Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, so excellent. Good stuff. I, I got the dots connected. All right. Well, we'll we'll pull it up. Oops, the wrong button there. We'll we'll pull that up as well, and I'll go I'll go over that with the audience too. So thank you very much, Ivan. I appreciate you being here, brother. We'll see you next. All time. right. Thanks, man. Yeah. Bye bye. All right, you guys. Well, that ends our special broadcast presentation with Ivan Raikland. We're going to get right into the news now. Pipe Hitters Foundation, I really like that because obviously hitting somebody over the head with a left pipe is quite the visual. All right. So I'm going to get serious for a moment. Over the weekend, it became announced that Dr. Rashid Batar had mysteriously and suddenly passed away. Now, normally, when we say that someone has died suddenly, it's a code to discuss the fact that they were vaccinated. Now, Rashid Batar was not vaccinated. He was an anti-vaccination skeptic. He was out there speaking out about the dangers of these clot shots and mRNA technology as a whole. He's somebody that I always wanted to interview, and I almost got very close to doing it a couple of times, but, you know, you get carried away with everything that you have directly in front of you. You always assume that somebody is still going to be there, especially when you're as young, vital, and healthy as Dr. Batar was. So Aaron Elizabeth from Health Nut News put this information out a couple of days ago. This is a clip from an interview that he gave on, I, I'm sorry, Laura Lynn Tyler Thompson. I'm not familiar with her, so I can't say anything about her. But uh, in this clip, he claims that he was poisoned shortly after his interview with CNN. Now, I had never seen the interview with CNN until he had been announced to have passed away. Now, I've heard a lot of people saying that Dr. Batar was poisoned. As far as I know, the family has not released an autopsy yet. If they do find from that autopsy, that he was the victim of some type of foul play. You better believe that they're going to put that out there. But as of right now, I don't think that it's responsible to say that we know that he was poisoned. We can say that he claims he was poisoned after the CNN interview. Um, but is that what led to his death today? I'm not certain about that. Let's go ahead and take a listen. People just remember, you know, that I went through a very difficult personal health challenge of a few 
months I was in the ICU, I had been poisoned with this 200 times the amount of what's in the vaccinations. And I've said publicly, you know, you'd have to shoot me in the head with lead, um, i.e. a bullet, because I'm never going to take the vaccine. So I was actually intentionally poisoned. And part of it was, I, I believe, right before that CEO, right after that CNN interview. Um, but regardless of what happened, the, the, the message I want people to know is remember the, the, the importance of exercising free will. And then also as a default, as a backup, slow down and remember that God is in control. So the really tragic part about this, guys, is this was the day before he died. He was clearly not sick. He did not have any overlying health conditions. His family said that he was healthy. There was nothing wrong with him. So it's reasonable to assume that perhaps he was actually poisoned. But before I think we can say that with any certainty, we have to wait until we get that uh, the information from the coroner. Um, but do I believe Dr. Rashid Batar died of natural causes? Absolutely not. Um, you know, Erin Elizabeth, I became aware of her several years ago because uh, she had been covering the mysterious deaths of holistic medical practitioners across the United States for a number of years. And, uh, you know, early on, I, I, I wanted to try to get Erin uh, on the show as well. But it, again, it just never worked out. Um but she's done incredible research, and many of the people who lost their lives, uh, she was directly connected to them. She was friends with them. Um, you know, there was also another holistic health conference where the entirety, all of the doctors, had the punch spiked with LSD or some other type of heavy psychedelic drug. And uh, they all kind of went off the deep end, and, and it was a really bad scene. Um, so, uh, again, I think it's highly likely that Dr. Batar uh, did not die of natural causes. Um, you know, <laughs> I think that his family is going to make sure that they get to the bottom of whatever happened to him because he died far too early. All right. Now, on that note, speaking about people who died far too early before their time, one such person was Jeffrey Epstein, no matter what you think about this man. Not supporting him at all, but I'm just saying I would have liked to have seen him live long enough to give testimony on people like the Clintons or perhaps other co-conspirators, people that he shared the trafficking of little girls with, perhaps someone like Bill Gates here. Now, what do you need to charge someone with murder? Well, you need motive, <laughs> you need opportunity, uh, and you need the means. Plus, you need a dead body. Jeffrey Epstein is that dead body. And with the revelation of this story, we now have a possible motive for why Bill, excuse me, why Bill Gates would have wanted Jeffrey Epstein dead. Now, you put this together with that odd, odd interview that Bill Gates gave where he was discussing his relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. And he said something like, well, he's dead now. I'm actually going to see if I can pull that up right here for you. Um, let's see. Bill Gates, Jeffrey Epstein dead. Okay. Here we go. It was reported at that time uh, that you had a number of meetings with Jeffrey Epstein, who, when you met him 10 years ago, he was convicted of soliciting prostitution from minors. What did you know about him when you were meeting with him, as you've said yourself, uh, in the hopes of raising money? Uh, you know, I had dinners with him. Uh, I 
regret doing that. He had relationships with uh, people he said, you know, would give to global health, which is a uh, interest I have, you know, not nearly enough philanthropy goes in that direction. Uh, you know, those meetings were, were a mistake. They didn't result in uh, what he purported, and I cut them off. You know, that goes back a long time ago now. Uh, there's, you know, so there's nothing new on that. It was reported that you continue to meet with him over several years um, and that, in other words, a number of meetings um, what did you do when you found out about his background? Well, and, you know, I've said I regretted having those dinners, uh, and there's nothing, absolutely nothing new on that. Is there a lesson for you, for anyone else looking, looking at this? Well, he's dead, so, uh, you know, in general, you always have to be careful. Uh, well, he's dead. In general, you have to be careful. We all thought at the time that Bill Gates was giving a sort of sly warning to anybody else who might potentially want to come forward with information like the Jeffrey Epstein of late. Well, we've learned recently about an alleged affair that Bill Gates was having with a Russian bridge player, and apparently Jeffrey Epstein threatened to blackmail him over this. Now, keeping in mind he was married to his ex-wife now, uh, Melinda Gates. He was married to Melinda Gates at the time. And, of course, we've learned that uh, Bill Gates had a number of torrid and steamy affairs with uh, other women besides Melinda, uh, women that worked for him there at Microsoft. Now, according to the Wall Street Journal of all places, they are reporting that this woman uh, made contact with Bill Gates at some point in the tw in 2010, back when she was in her early 20s. Now, apparently, uh, back in 2013, when he, Jeffrey Epstein, had actually met her and then later uh, paid for her to attend software coding school, it appears that they developed some type of relationship. Is it possible that maybe Jeffrey Epstein had a pre-existing relationship with this young woman that he sent into Bill Gates's life to potentially create a scenario where he could be blackmailed? Well, in 2017, Epstein emailed Bill Gates and asked to be reimbursed for the cost of that course. Many people are familiar with this, and they've spoken to the Wall Street Journal about it. The email came after the convicted sex offender had struggled and failed to convince Bill Gates to participate in a multi-billion dollar charitable fund that Epstein tried to establish with J.P. Morgan Chase. Now, the implication behind the message, according to people who have viewed it, was that Epstein could reveal the affair if Gates didn't keep up an association between the two men. Of course, Someone who's working for Bill Gates has vehemently denied any possibility of this email actually occurring between the two of them. Mr. Gates met with Epstein solely for philanthropic purposes. Having failed repeatedly to draw Mr. Gates beyond these matters, Epstein tried unsuccessfully to leverage a past relationship to threaten Mr. Gates. So, to me, it sounds like Bill Gates had a vested interest in making sure that Jeffrey Epstein didn't going go out and reveal that information that he had, perhaps any additional information that he might have had. Now, 
Does that prove that Bill Gates killed Jeffrey Epstein? No, but I mean, it just, it's another name thrown in the pot. Uh, you know, the list of rich and powerful people who probably wanted Jeffrey Epstein dead was very, very long. Now, one such connection that Jeffrey Epstein had was with the one and only Woody Allen, someone who I very recently on Badlands uh, discussed uh, because he groomed and then uh, abused his one-time adopted daughter, Soon-Yi Previn, I think her last name is. Uh, Woody Allen and Soon-Yi have a family now. Uh, Woody Allen has basically been in Soon-Yi's life since she was like four years old, something disgusting like that. Um, so I, you know, I, you, if you, if you're a person who thinks that's okay, then, you know, whatever that's on you. Uh, but I think that to anyone watching from the outside, that is straight up child abuse. That is child molestation. Now, the other children that Woody Allen had with Mia Farrow also reported their own horrific abuse at the hands of this demented pedophile. Woody Allen is a sick, sick man. And that's why he doesn't work in Hollywood anymore because people, even in Hollywood, take a look at Woody Allen and they say, geez, oh, Pete's, I cannot be associated with that guy. Somebody who would adopt and then marry a young Chinese girl or whatever Asian country she's from. It's uh, absolutely disgusting. Um, so I'm not a fan of Woody Allen. I'm not a fan of Jeffrey Epstein. I'm not a fan of Bill Gates. I'm a fan of opening up the annals of history to these sick and demented individuals. Let's Open up the floodgates of information and get that out there. More on this subject is coming to us from Bill and Hillary Clinton, the one and only Bill and Hillary Clinton. But we've got to take a break for the second half of the show. We're going to be right back after this. All right. So Bill and Hillary Clinton, certainly another set of rich and powerful people that Jeffrey Epstein was very close with and likely could have been engaged in a relationship surrounding blackmail with them. Although it's possible that Bill and Hillary Clinton just did whatever it was that Jeffrey Epstein wanted them to do because they're the sick and demented types that he liked to hang out with. Maybe they like kids. Certainly they were pictured in some compromising situations. We know that Bill at least went to Epstein Island, flew on the plane many, many times. I see people in the chat uh, over on Rumble wondering whether or not the Bidens have ever been uh, to Jeffrey Epstein's pedophile island. It's my understanding that one of the Biden brothers has uh, his own island, which is not that far away from there. So if they did, all they need to do is take over the yacht or the speedboat, whatever it is that they happen to be driving. But will we ever get to the bottom of what Hillary and Bill have been doing since they've been involved in government? I mean, besides all of the whistleblowers, besides all of the dead bodies, besides the trail of death and destruction that follows them. I mean, for many people, they want to see evidence of indictments. They want to see trials. They want to see Bill and Hillary Clinton held up to the same standards of justice and legal binding that we are as American people. If we commit a crime, we got to do the time. We are going to pay for that. The government is going to come after us. However, if you're Bill and Hillary Clinton, you can have four concurrent investigations going on in the background, looking into you, your foundation, your campaign, and then you can have it all flushed down the toilet. Not only that, but the FBI apparently, after ending these investigations under Joe Biden's Department of Justice, mind you, they also destroyed all the evidence. They they took it and they burned it all. 
And this is just another example of the corrupt nature of our current regime and the Department of Justice that works at their beck and call. These investigations into the Clinton Foundation were snaggered back in August 2021. This is according to FOIA documents, which have been obtained by the New York Times, the failing New York Times. And then the FBI destroyed all the evidence related to these investigations. Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com fighterflare.com A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to NobleGoldInvestments.com now. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. This is from the Times article right here. The Justice Department kept open the investigation into Hillary Clinton's family foundation for nearly all of President Donald J. Trump's administration, with prosecutors closing the case without charges just days before he left office. Absolutely insane. Uh, and the DOJ, I said it was Biden's DOJ, it was Trump's DOJ. <laughs> the 
it's even worse. They investigated the Clinton Foundation's relationship with foreign donors while Hillary Clinton was the head of the Department of State during President Barack Obama. And of course, Judicial Watch uh, made the American public aware of Hillary Clinton's private email bathroom server, which held special access program intelligence, and also the names of all the Chinese spies working for the CIA on the Asian continent. Hillary Clinton definitely conducted official business on a non-government sanctioned server that was insecure that anybody could break into so that she could hide the pay-to-play relationships that she had with her Hillary Clinton Foundation while she was heading up the Department of State. These are just things that you should not do. But of course, it's the type of things you do do when you're protected by the same corrupt administration that you are working for. Now, according to emails that were Gathered by Judicial Watch, Hillary Clinton gave, of course, preferential treatment to donors. They gave money to her foundation while she was Secretary of State. I believe that's called quid pro quo. That is a pay-to-play scheme. It's the same type of scheme that Joe Biden and the Biden crime family have been engaged in throughout the entirety of their political career, selling access, uh, getting money in exchange for policy supporting their donors, supporting the people they're doing business with, getting prosecutors fired in foreign nations. It's just the order of the day. This is how they do it. Now, Judge Royce Lambert had previously said that Hillary Clinton's use of a private email server was one of the greatest modern offenses to government transparency. Why is that? Well, it's because the only reason she did it is so that she could hide those relationships. You see, a private email bathroom server does not have the same requirements for record keeping as an official State Department email server does. So Hillary Clinton knew that she was breaking the law. She did it so that she could not be held accountable. This is why they broke their Blackberries. This is why they attempted to obstruct these investigations by destroying evidence. But it was actually the Justice Department of Joe Biden that formally shut down the Clinton investigation in August of 2021 after the FBI suddenly dropped their probes. Now, the FBI, after they decided they were no longer going to look into it, Joe Biden takes power and he says, guess what? Just clean this all up for my friend Hillary. We're going to get rid of everything. And then in August of 2021, the FBI got what is known as a declination memo from prosecutors, uh, which is a result of the cases all being closed. All of the evidence obtained during the course of this investigation has been returned or otherwise destroyed. That's according to the FBI. That is American justice in action, and that should anger you. That should anger and frustrate you. Uh, now, uh, this is the point at which I was going to talk about Chuck Todd and uh, his realizations of why we need a real investigation to this. The church committee, uh, didn't they investigate and reveal uh, MK Ultra and all of the horrible abuses of the clowns in America? Uh, you know, we need something like that now. Chuck Todd is absolutely right. Never thought I would be uh, agreeing with Chuck Todd on much of anything. But yes, we need real investigations with meat, with with teeth to bite into that. At me. And the American people have got to be aware of just how bad the corruption is, how deep the rot sits. And the only way to get rid of it is to cut it out with a knife. We need to gut every single one of these federal agencies that has been involved in trying to subvert our republic. Every single one that has worked to 
block the uh, the candidacy of certain uh, uh, political candidates, uh, to stop elections from happening in a free and fair manner, uh, to assassinate world leaders. I mean, the list goes on and on. And uh, so this actually may have been uh, kind of an out, an outgrowth of that. You know, the, the world is in turmoil right now, and the United States, more than anything else, uh, even though we don't have any direct fighting happening on our on our, our soil right now, we are being invaded by what appears to be uh, a, a force of uh, fighting age males from all around the world. Uh, we have uh, different ethnicities of people coming from Asia, India, Pakistan, Mexico, South America, Central America, you name it, and they're pouring through our southern borders. So this morning, when a fake account posted this AI-generated image of what appeared to be smoke rising from the Pentagon in Washington, D.C., the world went apeshit. They went crazy. The stock market took a brief tumble after this picture was revealed, and uh, and it was announced that there was an explosion that was reported near the Pentagon. Now, that did not happen. This, again, was an AI-generated image. It was a fake explosion, and if anything, it should tell you just how difficult it is at times to, to discern between the fake and the real, the, the, the actual photographs that we can take ourselves, uh, that people can take on their phones, and then the AI-generated images that are now able to be produced by these very powerful computer programs, uh, which, if we're not careful, are going to completely subvert every process we have here in America. And take a look. This is the actual dip in the stock market, S&P fell by 30 points. Okay, this is, here it is, up at the high. And then somebody says, there's an explosion at the Pentagon. And then, boom, it dropped, just cratered, absolutely cratered. Think about how much money was lost in that moment. How many people got out of the stock market at that moment so that they couldn't lose any more, only to find that it was all over nothing? Now, what makes it really interesting, really, really interesting, is that, this happens today, and then we also get a report that dozens of senators are being issued taxpayer-funded satellite phones in preparation for a disruptive event, a disruptive event like a bombing at the Pentagon, like a terror attack at the U.S. Capitol, like a nuclear strike coming from Russia, or uh, perhaps a terror attack happening from one of these military-age men that are pouring over our southern border. Uh, there is all kinds of reasons to have worry about the safety and security of the United States of America. So the question then becomes, why is it being reported that the Senate is being issued these emergency satellite phones? Why are these phones necessary? Well, the Senate at uh, 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 Sergeant-at-Arms of the Senate claims that this is a new security measure, uh, which is being offered to most senators um, in order to facilitate methods of, of communication. And apparently during January 6th, there were satellite phones that were passed out at that time. And if you were in Washington, D.C., you know that there were uh, satellite or there were cell phone jamming um, uh, devices that were in the area so people couldn't communicate and all of that. Um, so it's possible that this is uh, simply a precaution. You know, they just want to keep uh, all of their T's crossed and all of their I's dotted. But 
100 senators receiving phones. This is about a month ago. Uh, I, I guess 100 of them were offered, which is all of them, and then 50 of them accepted. I wonder how many of those are Democrats, and I wonder how many of those are Republicans. Uh, if you accepted that cell phone, is that because you just want to be uh, prepared? Or is it because you have some idea that some overriding issue is going to require the usage of these uh, satellite phones? Um, well, <clears throat> the other thing is that they're also paid for by the U.S. taxpayer. Uh, once again, your taxpayer dollars at work in Washington, D.C. Now, this is a relatively small cost, but uh, when you add it up against everything else that we're paying for for these people, we're essentially financing their their uh, wealthy lives so that they can show up to work and not represent the American people. That's what's happening. They're not doing their jobs. Right now, there's this fight going on in the halls of Congress about the debt ceiling negotiations. Uh, the Republicans are they have all of the bags. OK, they are holding everything, every single card in the deck. And there should be no negotiations. They should walk in there and say, hey, guess what? This is what we want. You go ahead and sign the budget so then the government won't collapse and we won't default on our debts and everything would be fine. Um, But I'm just extremely interested to know what precipitated the release of these satellite phones. Um, You know, the closer we get to 2024, the more likely I think it is that we're going to have some large scale attack uh, as such as we've seen in the past, you know, maybe in October of 2024. Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it could it could easily be any number of things, but I find that to be very suspicious. And knowing that report makes it a little bit more easier to understand why people bought into this as well. I'm wondering, did uh, anybody did anybody actually see these posts earlier today when they mentioned that there was supposed to be an explosion at the Pentagon? I was offline. I was taking care of the dogs and doing stuff at home. But I am interested to know if you guys saw it. Hmm. All right. Well, I'll I'll see that in the chat in just a moment. All right. So this was the story I found to actually be, you know, fairly heartening. Okay, Uh, it filled my heart with joy to learn that Brittany Griner, who is probably a biological male, let's just be honest, um, has had a complete change of heart on standing for the national anthem. All it took was uh, uh, what was it? She was in a, a Russian hellscape for six months or something at all. I don't know exactly how long she was in there. I wasn't really paying that much attention to her. And I don't watch the WNBA. So it really had no bearing on my life in any respect. But Brittany Griner is one of those uh, left-wing sports personalities who, during you know the whole Colin Kaepernick kneeling uh, fiasco uh, surrounding the national anthem, um, you know she was one of the people that was out there pushing it. Now it's not like Brittany Griner had like a huge. Uh, influence on on Americans or kids or anybody like that. But um, she had this to say when she came back. Uh, It was announced that she was going to now be standing for the national anthem. She said, you have the right to protest, the right to be able to speak out, question, challenge, and do all these things. What I went through and everything, it just means a little bit more to me now. So I want to be able to stand. I was literally in a cage in Russia, and I could not stand the way I wanted to. Just being able to hear my national anthem, see my flag, I definitely want to stand. Now, everybody that will not stand or not come out, I totally support them 100%. That's our right 
as an American in this great country. I appreciate everything a little bit more. All of the small moments like, oh, I'm so tired, I don't want to practice today. Well, that's changed. Honestly, she added, tomorrow is not guaranteed. You don't know what it's going to look like. I feel a lot older somehow, too. Uh, Now, this is coming after her agent published an op-ed. Isn't it so stupid that somebody like her would have to publish an op-ed to explain why she was now going to be standing for the national anthem? I'm glad that Brittany Griner has had this eye-opening experience, uh, and now she recognizes how wonderful the nation is that gave her all of her privilege and all of the things that she has in her life. If, If it wasn't for the United States of America... If it wasn't for that flag, if it wasn't for that anthem, Brittany Griner wouldn't have a pot to piss in. Brittany Griner certainly wouldn't have the WNBA. And Brittany Griner probably wouldn't even have found herself in Russia with the opportunity to get locked up for traveling with drugs. So I hope that this type of an experience is something that she can kind of pass forward. She she can show other people the importance of respecting that anthem and that flag, because without it, you have nothing. America does not exist, and all of your freedoms don't exist along with that. Uh, so I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear that she's finally coming to, coming around to it. All right, so I have a couple of stories about Russia. Mm. You may have seen over the weekend <clears throat> that uh, Russia has responded to our uh, our intense volley of, um, I don't know, sanctions and uh, bank account cash grabs and the theft of, of yachts and stuff like that. Well, well, Vladimir Putin and the Russian foreign ministry published a list uh, effectively blacklisting a whole host of uh, American ne'er-do-wells from Russia with immediate effect. They can no longer travel to Russia. Now, I, I doubt they were traveling to Russia in the first place. This is a largely symbolic list. There is about 500 people on that list. Uh, it includes people who are currently in government. It includes law enforcement agencies. Uh, and it includes a number of people who are directly involved in, this is from Russia, the persecution of dissidents in the wake of the so-called storming of the capital. It is high time for Washington to learn that not a single attack against Russia will go without a strong reaction. The principle of inevitable punishment will be consistently applied, whether we are talking about tougher sanctions of discriminatory steps to hinder the professional activities of our citizens. They weren't just a crowd of robbers and rioters, Vladimir Putin said back in 2021. Those people came to the U.S. Congress with political demands. 400 people, over 400 people had criminal charges placed on them. They're being called domestic terrorists. They're being accused of other crimes. Uh, Sergei Lavrov has also decried the persecution of U.S. citizens that were present in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. I, I just it's such a strange world that we live in when uh, the leadership of Russia is out there stumping for the people that are being persecuted by the government of the United States. Uh, it's a it's a sad day. It's a sad day when we as Americans can't count on our own government. We can't count on the institutions that are supposed to be keeping us safe and protecting our freedom and our liberty. And instead, Russia, which is held up as some type of despotic regime by the current regime of the United States of America, uh, is out there talking about the plight of Americans, political dissidents who are being held in prison. If anybody knows anything about the persecution of political dissidents, it's the people of Russia. You know, 
they lived through the years of Stalin and, uh, you know, all of Marxism and communism and, you know, of course, Leninism beginning with all of that. Um, They've lived through it. They have seen the worst aspects of what happens when you give in to that left wing centered thinking. Uh, And so here we are in a very strange time with the United States crumbling all around us. And uh, unfortunately, it takes the leader of Russia to tell the United States that they've got a problem. All right. So as we continue forward with the proxy war against Russia, maybe those statements made by Sergei Lavrov and Vladimir Putin have a fair amount to do with the antagonistic uh, attitude that the United States has towards Russia right now. We recently learned that there was a major accounting error at the Pentagon, $3 billion accounting error, which goes in the favor of Ukraine. Now, Joe Biden just announced another several hundred million dollars in military aid for Ukraine, making no mention of the additional $3 billion that they got over and above what they were supposed to get. Now, what's also interesting about this story is that Jake Tapper, somebody else who recently came out and made some public statements about the Durham report, uh, has actually been uh, going pretty hard on uh, Jake Sullivan right here. Jake Sullivan, of course, the former Clinton confidant who was directly involved in the fake Trump-Russia collusion narrative, hatched it with Hillary Clinton, set it loose upon the world, and then was rewarded by Joe Biden when he came into office as the national security advisor. Jake Tapper, who, as far as I'm concerned, shouldn't be anywhere near a pile of political papers. Let's go ahead and take a listen. There was this very bizarre admission from the Pentagon this week uh, of an accounting error uh, that suggested that the U.S. has at least $3 billion that it didn't know it had that it can use for Ukraine aid. That's a hell of an accounting error, um, and it provides a lot of fodder to critics of U.S. aid to Ukraine and critics who say there's not enough oversight going on. Um, are you concerned about this accounting error? Nah. Well, one thing I just want to make clear, that is not money that went out the, dis- the door and disappeared. That is not uh, a waste of that $3 billion. It is simply a tally of how much military equipment we have given them. And the way that the Pentagon was counting it was, what's the replacement cost for the equipment we provide rather than... Okay, so it's even worse when Jake or when Jake Sullivan illuminates the exact nature of that accounting error. No, it's not that we just found $3 billion. We carried the zero or we minus the zero when we should have carried it. We've discovered that we've actually given Ukraine three billion more dollars in equipment than we previously thought we did. Three billion dollars. How much is the total of billions of dollars that we've already given to Ukraine? I mean, I thought it was like seven or something like that. So now we're up to 10. I mean, we just increased it by 30 percent. This is absolutely ridiculous. Almost 40 percent at that point. So it's much, much worse. And yes, uh, to Jake Tapper's point, we have a massive problem with oversight inside the spending that's taking place in the military community. The military industrial complex is called so for a reason because they literally control the comings and goings in Washington, D.C. Think about all the stories from years ago, 20 years ago, hearing about uh, a $6,000 hammer 
uh, you know, or, or when when uh, when a Humvee breaks down, rather than like towing it and fixing it, they just leave it because they know they're going to get a brand new one when they head back to base. Um, this is a this is just a colossal amount of waste and grift that's taking place in Washington, D.C. And I have to say, I, I think the DOD and the way that they're doing business with military contractors, that has to be reevaluated as well. Does anybody here really believe that we would have uh, the trillions of dollars in deficit that we have if it wasn't for the wasteful spending that we have in places like Ukraine? As an example, the Russians just took Bakhmut. Bakhmut uh, was a major strategic win for the Russian people. And it wasn't even the Russian soldiers. It was the Wagner Group. The Wagner Group, which is like, um, uh, it's like Blackwater. Like if the United States sent Blackwater into Nigeria and they took over Nigeria and then they raised the American flag. We did this for America, but they're not even U.S. soldiers. They are private mercenaries. Wagner is private mercenaries. So earlier this morning, it was reported by Paul Saran uh, that Bachmut had fallen. And of course, this is a major blow to the Ukraine. It's a major blow to NATO. It's a major blow to the Biden regime. And uh, I think globalists everywhere. It really goes to show you that no matter how many billions of dollars we continue to pump into Ukraine or anywhere else in Eastern Europe, Russia is still a formidable military source. As long as we're going to be fighting proxy wars, as long as we're going to be sending other people to die, the United States is not going to stop. They're not going to stop until the American people demand that we not send another red cent to Eastern Europe. We cannot continue to do what we've been doing. And please, Congress, I wish that you would hear us. If we're talking about the debt negotiations, no more money to Ukraine, no more money funding endless wars all around the world in places where we have no business being. We have significant overriding issues here at home right now. Our porous southern border is allowing hundreds of thousands of illegals to stream across it. And I'm, 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 let me tell you, I had probably 10 stories 10 stories that I could have brought up about illegals coming across the border and killing women and children, raping six-year-old girls, uh, shooting people in the head, point blank, for no reason at all, stealing cars, setting things on fire, uh, driving drunk down the wrong side of a highway. I couldn't believe how many stories just came out in the last 72 hours about illegals essentially killing American citizens. You know, the the great replacement is not a myth. This is exactly what they want to do. This is what they did in Europe. This is now what they're doing here in America. They're sending all of those Southern and uh, Central Americans into the United States, and they're hoping they're just going to kill us. They're going to make it so difficult for us to live. I say, bring it on, okay? You guys know me. I'm strapped. I would love to defend my home against psychopaths who have run across our Southern border and are hoping to get one over on me. They're not going to get one over on me, and I'm not going to let them get one over on this nation. Now, I have a tragic story which kind of ties into this, and I want to make sure that we talk about it because it uh, it shows just how badly American authorities can get this wrong when they don't do their job correctly. In Arizona, there was a Native American man on a reservation. Okay, so this is not even U.S. soil. He called Border Patrol on illegal aliens that were crossing through his land early, early in the morning. And the Border Patrol agents show up. And as he's coming out of his house to speak with them, they shoot him dead. They shot him dead 
right there and killed him on his own property on sovereign Indian land, okay, not on United States land, and he's the one who called them there. Like, how difficult is it? How difficult is it to relay the proper message of who it was that actually filed the report, who it was that was trying to do the right thing, and then the Border Patrol shows up and they just shoot you? There was also this other story that came out over the weekend. Um, Police in California have been going and busting legal pot grows uh, farms that are uh, legal at the state and actually legal at the federal level. Um, but the problem is uh, 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 it's it's a it's a certificate. It's like a certificate at the county level. So the counties are sending the sheriffs out to bust these pot farmers because they haven't gotten their certificates yet. And so therefore, technically, it's illegal. Other than that, they're not breaking any laws. They've actually some of these farmers have been like receiving grants. Okay, like, I mean, they're doing everything they can and they filed all the paperwork. Uh, It would be like the ATF showing up at your house after you file the paperwork for your brand new SBR and then telling you that you're out of compliance and then shooting you. Oh, yeah. And they killed his dog, too. Shot his dog dead right in front of him. They walked onto his property, despite the fact that he was doing nothing wrong. He was a totally law-abiding citizen. He had all of his paperwork ready to show them. They walk on his property. His dog runs up to them, probably because he was going to greet them. And one of the officers shoots the dog and then lets it die. I was so angry. It was one of the most infuriating and sickening things I've ever seen. You know, I am a supporter of the police. I am a supporter of law and order, but I am not a supporter of dumb people doing their jobs poorly. I am not a supporter of tyrants using their power to subjugate and murder innocent people. It is just not okay. I am not okay with it. And so... This death, this death was completely and utterly avoidable, did not need to happen. The murder of that guy's dog did not need to happen. And, you know, then we have the story of that Arizona rancher. This guy, you know him. He actually shot uh, an illegal alien crossing across his property. The guy was carrying an AK-47, mind you, and the sons of bitches in Arizona are trying to charge him with murder. I believe he's now getting charged with second-degree murder. Absolutely disgusting. Disgusting, disgusting, disgusting. We cannot continue on like this. And this, I'm hoping, will spur you to go out there into your communities and take action. You've got to be active participants in the system. If we just sit there and allow these things to happen all around us, then nothing's ever going to change. We have to be willing to go out there and do the hard work. There are people out there, you know, you got a bad sheriff. Maybe you should run for sheriff. Maybe you can get rid of that guy. You think that your representative's not doing a good enough job? Well, you can work to get somebody else in there who will. Your party is not uh, supporting the issues that you want Then become a precinct committeeman. Your local school board is brainwashing your children. Then run for school board. Uh, You can recall the people that are on there. You can get rid of them. You guys, there is so much that we can do. Every single one of us. Every single one of us has got to have an active role in trying to fix this broken and failed system that we see before us right now. It's going to take time, and it will take time. Uh, and there's just no way around it. We cannot avoid it. But because it's going to be hard, because it might take 
longer than we wanted to doesn't mean that we should give up in the face of that. Um, so, okay, you guys, I think that's it. Uh, we're going to call it a night. Actually, no, 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 no. Let, let me, I, I, I want to talk about Kerry Lake and I want to talk about Georgia. All right. So this is a big deal in Georgia. Uh, 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 I'm sorry. What was his name? Um, this was in Fulton County, Georgia, Garland Favorito and voter Georgia. Uh, they had a case regarding the 2020 elections in Fulton County. Now, They had been uh, essentially booted out at the lower court. They took it to the appeals court. And much like they did in Arizona, the appeals court sent it back to the lower court. So now the lower court is going to be forced to go ahead and reevaluate it. I'm going to call Garland. I'm going to see if I can get him back on the show. And we're going to talk about this and what we can expect to see coming up here in the future. But it's very similar to what we saw in Arizona. We had uh, many ballots that had no chain of custody. You could not verify the provenance of them. And so, therefore, you couldn't really say that they were uh, true and accurate representations of the people that had supposedly signed them. In Kerry Lake, uh, we're talking about tens of thousands of votes that were not verified, many of them not counted. Uh, We also have hundreds of thousands of votes that were not properly signature verified. And Carrie Lake's trial last week, I think, went really, really well. Obviously, now we're waiting for some type of a verdict from the judge. Uh, but if that judge is honest with himself and he's honest with the people of Arizona, then he's going to have to find in favor of Carrie Lake because we're talking about way more ballots in question than were actually used to crown Katie Hobbs the winner. Uh, Carrie Lake said the number, oh, I'm sorry, Kurt Olson, Carrie Lake's attorney, said the number of ballots at issue, whether the court were to set aside for illegality the 70,000, the 274,000 in a proportional manner, this election should be set aside. Your honor, the election was unlawful. Arizona statute 16-550 was not complied with. With. Defendants don't dispute our expert. They don't dispute the evidence. Those are powerful statements. They've proven that the election was illegal. The defendants, Maricopa County, Katie Hobbs, they can't refute the evidence. They can't show that it's not true or that there's something inherently dishonest about it. Uh, we're talking about tens of thousands of ballots that should not be counted, and therefore the election should be set aside in Kerry Lake would in fact be the winter, the winner, winter. What am I talking about? Um, so we're just waiting on the final word here to see what happens. But I have a really good feeling about this, guys. And then one, one more, one more. Uh, the the boycott of Budweiser, um, I think that it's working much better than anybody had ever expected. Not only are people just not drinking Budweiser, they, they can't give this stuff away, Um but uh, Bud- Budweiser, the, the the company that owns them, Anheuser-Busch, they just had their ESG score cut by one of the largest gay rights groups in America. They are the human rights campaign. This is the one that goes into these corporations and, and forces them to take on issues related to LGBTQ values. Um, you know, not saying those people don't have a right to exist, but just saying that you shouldn't have to, as a company, force those values onto the people who are purchasing your products. Um, so they've now lost their ESG score. That means that their credit, their ability to raise capital for ongoing business purposes is now in jeopardy. Uh, that means that Budweiser might literally be insolvent, like Anheuser-Busch might have to file for bankruptcy, you guys. This is pretty big, pretty big stuff. 
And uh, it makes it makes it should make everyone realize that we hold the power of the purse in the same way Congress does. The American people, we spend our money where we want our values to be reflected. And if a company is not reflecting our values, we should not be spending our money there. Case in point, final story. Target has just partnered with a trans Satanist to create a line of clothing that promotes drugs and violence. Look at this, this this uh, cute little pin here that says, we bash back. Uh, that's a, uh, a, a reference to bashing fascism right there. And here is the guy behind the whole thing. Uh, he has created a line of trans clothing, which includes tuck-friendly bathing suits. That means you can hide your penis. Uh, chest binders for transgender children. Obviously, that's exactly what it sounds like. Uh, and of course, They are a a creepy, satanic, transgender advocate. Uh, The brand is called Abprolin, A-B-Prolin, A-B-Prolin, and it was created by a biological woman who identifies as a man and uses the name Eric Collin. So this is a biological woman who is identifying as a man. And here is an example of the clothing you can see for babies, and it's got the, the pride flag with the trans stuff on it right here. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, look at this. We belong everywhere. It says on messenger bags, too queer for here and cure transphobia, not trans people sweatshirts. Uh, yeah, all of the items designed for all bodies, regardless of gender identity and presentation. That's what Target is saying about it. Uh, so anyways, I'm calling on people to boycott Target. I'm not going to shop there anymore. I, I'm, I'm fine. I don't really shop at Target all that much anyways. Occasionally, there are things that I need there. But I'm going to say that uh, Target is definitely going to be on my do not shop list from here on out. All right, you guys, let's go and do the final thank yous over here. On the foxhole. Uh, don't think anything came through over on Rumble. Let me just make sure. Yep. No rants on Rumble, but let me say thank you to Black Yoda. Good to see you, brother, over there on the foxhole. He dropped a cookie. Filter Dog One said, did you see the Favorito case got a break? I did. Yes, just spoke about it. Sean Joe, thank you for the cookie. Just Duckies, thank you for the cookie. Timber Jet says, great work as always, Zach. Keep up the great work. Will do. Liberty Bell says, love you, Zach. I love you too. Porpoise Full, thank you for the cookie. Zeta Anon says, I really wonder if Russia put it in a women's or men's prison really would like to know. I I tend to think that Brittany Griner was in solitary confinement. Uh, Casey dropped a pair of shades. Porpoiseful dropped a cookie. And then Casey dropped another cookie. And Timberjet said, great Monday show. Okay. Thank you very, very much. I appreciate you guys all being here with us today. Um, Thank you to anybody who has supported the show. Uh, if you would remember that you can go to co-fi.com to support the show in the same way that you could on buy me a coffee. Uh, that link to that is in the description of this video, but I'm going to go ahead and drop it over here into all the chats as well. And if you guys want to go ahead and hang on to it on the off chance that you might want to support the show at some time in the future, I would sincerely appreciate it. I'll be back tonight at 1030 Eastern on Badlands Media with my good friend John Harold, and we're going to be talking about another baseless conspiracy. So until that time, good luck, everyone, and God bless.
When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.